Hello and welcome to the next episode of Pharmacast, the official podcast of the School of Pharmacy at Queen's University Belfast. My name is Dan Corbett, I'm a senior lecturer in digital education here at the school and this podcast is the next in our mini-series around preparing for examinations and exam success and we're pleased again to be joined by another couple of very special guests from across the university to speak a little bit more about the support that's offered by the university in the run-up to exams and elsewhere as well. So today on the podcast we're joined by Dr Paul McKeague um, in his role as Director of Student Support and Engagement for the MFARM programme here at the school. We're also joined by Dr Kieran O'Neill, who's the Learning Development Services Manager within the Learning Development Service here at Queen's, and also Kier Harkin, who is the Student Wellbeing Manager within our Student Wellbeing Service here at Queen's as well. So before we get started into the conversation around the support that you guys offer and how we can get our students engaged with that, I thought it might be a good idea just for you guys to introduce yourselves a little bit, talk about what you guys do specifically within your various departments and offices at Queen's. Um, and then we can talk a little bit more in detail about the services that we offer. So Kira, maybe start with yourself uh, in terms of what you do and how you do it. Yeah, thank you very much, Dan. Um, Delighted to be here today. Um, So I manage the Student Wellbeing Service. Um, We have a growing team of staff. um, So we now have four assistant wellbeing advisors and we have four wellbeing advisors for each faculty and for postgraduate school. Um, so we also coordinate a very busy drop-in service where students can come and avail of um, services and we offer consultations to students as well um, if they're needing any help with their well-being at all. Great stuff, thanks very much. Kieran. yourself? Thanks Dan and thank you Dan and Paul for inviting uh, myself here today. It's lovely to join you on a Friday morning and pleased to, pleased to say that I got here without any uh, accidents in the snow. <laughs> So that was a, a positive start to the morning. Um, yes, as you mentioned, uh, I'm the Learning Development Service Manager. I'm also based, like Kira, in One Elmwood, and we're part of a range of student services um, that are available to students in the building. I manage a, um, a medium-sized team, which comprises a teaching team uh, who, who would be uh, completing a lot of our school engagement programmes. So pharmacy students may encounter those students in their modules. Um, we've also got an operations team as well, and across those uh, two teams, we would be engaging with students uh, through uh, online resources, through our school engagement program, and also through our very popular uh, one-to-one appointment service in One Elmwood. Great stuff. Thanks for meeting, Kieran and Paul. Yourself. Thank you very much, Dan. So as you've pointed out, I am the Director for Student Support and Engagement here in the School of Pharmacy for MFARM students. And uh, you know, listeners will remember back to our lo- last podcast where we spoke to our sh- some of our students, Molly and Adam, and they spoke about their experience of preparing for assessments and examinations at that point, and we had some general revision strategies. So it's great to have Kira and Kieran here this morning to talk about the services that they provide within the university. So I suppose, Kira, I know you've already mentioned some of the services that are available within student wellbeing. Uh, could you give us uh, an idea of how students might approach your services within student wellbeing? Yeah certainly Paul. Um, so yeah really glad to be here and I suppose what I want to do is just upsell all our services um, to all of you students out there listening um, and really encourage you um, to come and get support as early as possible. Um, so we will find students will um, 
will come to one Elmwood um, to meet with us and they'll be juggling so much, you know, so they're maybe um, having to work part time, they have financial difficulties, maybe um, problems at home, relationship difficulties, um, and they're trying to balance everything concerned maybe about their well-being or mental health as well um, and then they're struggling with with their course and I suppose the message that I want to get out there today is that we offer a safe space and a confidential space for students to come to us um, sometimes students are, are scared about that and think that maybe um, we'll communicate with the school about that but I really want to reinforce that um, students can come and they'll listen er, our staff will listen and help them in the best way they can um, so there's a range of different ways um, that you can avail of the support of wellbeing. So we have a drop-in service that runs every day, Monday to Friday, um, 11 to 3 p.m. Um, so students can come along to that or there's a drop-in um, phone number and all of this information is on our website. Um, so you can get the number there. Um, or students can self-refer so they can fill in a referral form and send that on to us. And students will be contacted that day um, someone will ring them um, and have a conversation with them. If it is something um, that can be sorted out that day, um, we'll do that. And if not, um, we'll, we'll organise a, a follow-up appointment um, and, and longer time will be given um, to talk that through. Um, so again, just to reinforce that, you know, I suppose the earlier we know if there is an issue, um, we can help. Yeah. Um, and um, you know sometimes students are afraid but if there's anything if there's something just niggling away and you think um, maybe if I talk to somebody about this I suppose um, the benefit of our service is we're very aware of all of the services within the university um, internally in the university but we're also aware of external supports as well so if there is a concern and, and sometimes students prefer to access support outside the university and that's absolutely fine, but we'll help students set that up for them. Um, um, and there are so many supports out there. So my main message would be, you know, there's no problem too small or too big. Um, you know, please do come to us um, and we'll talk with you and get you the help that you need. Um, so, um, just had mentioned before about the wellbeing advisors. Mm -hmm. So we have a wellbeing advisor for each faculty. We yep. can assign those to students and, and you know, we can organise regular supports and check-ins with students as well. Sure. Thanks very much, Kira, and great advice. And something I would echo is around that early intervention and letting uh, your team know any issues at an early stage, mm -hmm. but also letting us know in the school and staff know so that we can support students from an academic perspective. So whether that's r in relation to coursework or to examinations, if there are any issues going on, please do speak to your personal tutor, advisor of studies, or indeed myself around those issues and let us know at the earliest opportunity so we can get you the support uh, that you need. Yeah, and, and just to add to that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a first year student, you know, third year PhD student we all have to ask for help at some time yeah. doesn't matter if you're a staff member you're Hillary Clinton we've <laughs> all had to say help and it does take a lot of strength at times you know to come forward and do that but just really to reassure that we are there for you um, and that's our job as students pay a lot of money in fees and um, please do avail of the services that are there Thanks very much, Kira. And then I suppose keeping on the on the theme of the academic aspects, Kieran, uh, we'll turn to you. And uh, can you give us an overview of the support mechanisms available to students through LDS or the Learning Development Service? Yes, thanks, Paul. Um, we've 
uh, changed our model of engagement with students over the last year to really spend a bit more time with students as part of their programmes. Uh, so our teaching team um, has developed a school engagement programme whereby um, we're joining academic staff more regularly now um, in taught programmes and delivering uh, workshops, Canvas activities and Canvas resources as part of the students' learning experience. What this really means in, in uh, practice is that uh, our team are working more closely with the academics in your school um, to provide support as part of your everyday learning experience. So if you're in a, like a first year module or a second year module or a third year module, um, you may encounter um, some members of our teaching team working alongside um, your academic staff. Uh, we've been doing a lot of work this year on Canvas activities, for example. So, you know, spending time sharing resources and doing things with students on Canvas. We found that to be a really good way of starting up the conversation about academic skills support and really normalising academic skills support as well because um, there was a time, I suppose, a number of years ago where academic skills might have been perceived as, a, as an extra thing or something extra that you mm. could do. Yeah. Um, but really what we're trying to convey and trying to communicate um, in your programmes is that these are skills that are actually there to support you in terms of progress mm. and success and attainment. You know, um, we're spending time working on things like academic writing, research skills, um, time management, exam preparation, and these are all things that are there um, to actually support your progress. So rather than being per perceived as something that's extra and optional, we're trying to encourage the view that these are things that you actually really need to, to get involved with um, to do your very best um, in your degree programme. Kieran, one of the um, things that I, I've met a number of students over recent weeks for student support meetings, and one of the things I've advised them to take up or, or re, uh, refer them to are the one-to-one -one consultations that LDS offer. Can you tell us a little bit more about what those one-to-one -one consultations look like and what they involve? Absolutely. Um, this is an area of work that for us has been developing over many years. The one-to-one -one appointments um, are a unique offer at the university in terms of academic skills support. The Learn Development Service, as if you're an undergraduate student, are the only place that you can go in the university to get one-to-one -one support with academic skills development. Um, you can book an appointment uh, with a member of our team by either joining our website or going through My Future. Um, our appointments are available in One Elmwood, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 p.m., or you can also uh, have a virtual appointment if that's your preference. Um, now, the appointments themselves uh, really uh, comprise an opportunity for you to sit down uh, with a member of our team and work through um, an issue that you may be encountering in terms of your learning. There's lots of examples and variations on this theme. So, for example, um, you may be preparing for an exam and find that you know, you're struggling with the time management piece there. Um, you may have a report to write and you're not really sure about the structure or you've maybe have maybe you're having a few challenges with referencing um, there's lots of things that we can do to help you in terms of you you developing your skills and your preparations for assessments um, the one-to-one -one appointments um, uh, you know they are popular but you know you don't have to have just one appointment you know if you if you find that there's a few things you want to work on you can come back for um, a second appointment or a third appointment and really we, we we've got really positive feedback on the appointments you know from students we spend a lot of time speaking with students through surveys and focus groups trying to develop our offer 
so that we're really providing something that is what students want. Um, but if you want to try out uh, our one-to-one -one appointment service, why not just have a look on our website, book an appointment, come in and chat to one of the team and take it from there. Thanks very much, Kieran, and uh, great advice. It's great to hear that that very tailored uh, support is available to students depending what their issues may be. And I can say, you know, from both the Student Wellbeing Service and the Learning Development Service, the student feedback that we have received has been excellent uh, from both. And yeah. we're delighted and really lucky to have the support of both your services um, within the university. Um, those of us involved in staff support will make many referrals and really benefit um, from having the support of your services um, as part of our um, uh, uh, school community. Um, Kira, one of the initiatives that uh, I've read a lot about and I'm interested in, haven't been able to take part, but I think it's a great idea, is the um, Wellbeing on Weekdays initiative. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, um, so they run weekly, our Wellbeing on Weekday events, um, and they can be anything. There's a whole range of events from puppy therapy to um, laughter yoga to bus tours to with a Creative Connections event last week. Um, and I suppose they're they're based around the Take Five um, model. Um, so there's a theme uh, on each event, um, and it's really to get students connecting. So we would find there would be a lot of students that are maybe feeling um, a wee bit disconnected sure. or, yeah. or feeling lonely. And this is a way for you to come along and meet others um, in a supportive environment. Um, you can get information on any events on our website and you can also sign up to a mailing list um, that's there as well. So they're all free um, and it just means that you'll be alerted anytime there's an event come up and you can choose whether it's something um, that you would like to go to or not. It's a great initiative, Kira, and I guess coming up to the exams, it'll be particularly important just to get mm -hmm. that break from revision. You know, we spoke a lot in the la last podcast about the importance of revision, but also the importance of taking regular breaks so you're not burning yourself out and yeah. overwhelming yourself. So the, the uh, well-being on weekdays sounds like a really good opportunity to yeah. do that take that break yeah. and engage in that range of activities and uh, as you say meet other students in in a similar position yeah and these events are run by our mind your mood student ambassadors and um, so they're all student-led and we would really welcome any feedback on that in terms of other events that students would like to see us running as well so please do come along great stuff mm -hmm. one thing i wanted to ask just given that the, the the podcasts that we're recording in this little mini series are very geared towards exam time which is obviously approaching quite quickly and, and you've touched on this a little bit in terms of the services that you offer and, and what you've spoken to students about kind of more generally over the course of the year. Around exam time, what do you tend to find are the, the sort of common issues that, that you'll find students coming to you about in terms of advice? I think one thing from, from speaking to students myself, my own personal tutees, a lot of the time there's a, a, a thought that these things aren't all that common and that if you do go out and seek advice, you're kind of an odd one out rather than something that's it's a lot more common than people think. So, Karen, maybe start with yourself. What are those sort of common themes around exam time? Uh, you know, how common are they? Is that the sort of thing that you're seeing lots of students about and providing lots of advice on? Yeah, something that's quite topical at the minute, Dan, is the idea of bunched deadlines. Yeah. Now, obviously, coming from a services perspective, um, we don't set assessment dates, and I understand. Um, you know, the challenges at school level around trying to get um, assessment dates that work for staff and students. Yeah. Um, but invariably what happens across the university is there's probably a crunch period um, in the assessment um, timetable whereby a lot of assessments are due around the same time. Sure. That's come to be known as bunch deadlines. 
Um, now, we're working um, with uh, the disability and wellbeing team at the minute on some new resources on how to best manage your deadlines in anticipation of what's yeah. around yeah. the corner. Um, we find that for students, um, one of the main pressures really is time management around sure. assessment. Yeah. Um, of course, there's the skills that they can be working on in preparation for their assessment, but the time management piece is something that you know can, can affect a lot of students. Um, so that's the theme that we're very cognizant of. Sure. We're working on that. Um, we're preparing some new resources, which are going to be available via our website and, and, and on the wellbeing and disability websites. Um, we feel as if, as if this is an area where we can always do better. And we also feel that this is an area just listening to students sure. um, that we probably we need to spend some time on. So that would be like a, a very topical core theme at the minute. Yeah, around time management. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, I mean, the, the time is tight, and that's the thing with semesters is that 12 weeks can go very quickly, particularly when there's deadlines and important coursework coming in, and it's trying to manage that revision on top of that and make sure you're kind of keeping going. And then before you know it, exam timetables arrive, and it's yeah, it's, it's the kind of key thought. So yeah, yeah, that is obviously going to be a really common one, which is great. Um, Kira, yourself, in terms of around yeah, exam very time? very similar just to what Kieran has said. Um, just a lot of stress and anxiety. Sure. You know, students just trying to juggle so much and just everything builds up. Um, so I suppose just to mention, in those one-to-one consultations mm-hmm. that we have, um, students can sit down and talk to a wellbeing advisor just about all the difficulties that they're having and they'll work out the best type of support for them. So we have a matched care step model of support. Sure. Um, so it may be that students decide um, counselling is best for them and we have an organisation that is outside the university that um, students can avail of free counselling yeah. um, from if they're feeling maybe the stress and anxiety is getting um, too much for them. Sure. Um, so we also have um, PWPs in our service, which is psychological wellbeing practitioners that offer low-level CBT. Okay. Um, and we also have a student mental health um, service as well. So those, are, I suppose, are the higher level of supports. Um, there may be students that feel um, they want to kind of tap into some self-help resources yep. and Inspire have um, a whole range of um, learning resources on their website um, that students could use. But I would really encourage students to come along and have that conversation with a wellbeing advisor first um, because it might be that they've seen the counselling um, support or other supports. Yeah. But I suppose that's our job to really kind of drill down on what, what is the issue and, and get students the best type of support you know that they're happy with yeah. and at the level that they're happy with. Kira, can I ask a point around um, services that are available outside of core hours? So if a student finds themselves in a crisis maybe at the weekend or late at night, uh, what advice would you give them or what support is available? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Inspire have a helpline number on their website, which is 24 hours a day, um, seven days a week. Um, I would encourage everybody to have that in their phone and use it if they need to. They might find that there's a friend in distress at some point yeah. and they can ring that number. Um, there's trained counsellors who will speak and help and advise and can do check-in calls at any time. So I would really encourage students to use that. Yeah. Um, and I suppose just... Um, you know, when you are, you know, looking after other students to, you know, think about if it is something that you're you're having a real concern about or you think it's an emergency, then it would be um, thinking about supporting that student yeah. to the hospital if needed. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks very much. Like I think we've we've covered quite a lot in, in quite a yeah quite a short space of time. It's been very sort of fact rich in terms of what you guys are offering and support. And I know it's 
sort of timely around exam time, but I think the important thing to stress is that you guys are there for students throughout the entire academic year and even outside of that as well in terms of students developing over the likes of the summer and things like that as well ahead of future academic years. I think just to maybe wrap things up for, for this particular podcast, what we have been doing over the, the last few years has been asked for you know one piece of advice that you would give to a student who's thinking about getting themselves ready for their exams. The exams are a few weeks away. You know, it's come into the forefront of everyone's thinking. If you had to give a student in front of you now one key piece of advice that kind of maybe ties in with what we've been talking about over the course of this morning already, what would that be? A very easy question, right? As always, um, Karen, I'll, I'll put you under the spotlight first on that. If it was just one bit of advice in terms of everything that links off it, what would you be saying to that student? Uh, I would actually go with a simple answer, Dan, to that question. I think the piece of advice I would offer is engage with the services. Um, we offer a lot of um, different uh, supports to students that many students just aren't aware of. Yeah. We've talked about some of them today. Um, I find that students present to the Learning Development Service with a question that isn't always one that we can answer. Yeah. But then we can we can hand over to the relevant service or, or signpost, like signpost is a phrase that we use quite a bit. Um, but a student may come to us um, uh, with a question and I say, oh, well, actually, I can't answer that, but I know a colleague in wellbeing, in student wellbeing, and yeah, I can absolutely. signpost you to them, yeah. or I can signpost you to a colleague in disability services, sure. or career services, or yeah. other services. So ultimately, I think One Elmwood has presented us with a massive opportunity um, to spend more time with yeah. students. Staff and students are in the same building. Um, you know, I, I just think that there's more room for dialogue there, a little bit more room for engagement. Mm-hmm. On our side, we're trying to get uh, more and more opportunities to talk to students Absolutely. but I would just say to students if you're listening to this and you have any concerns at all about h- how you're doing at university you know obviously you can speak to staff at school level of course you can but come over to One Elmwood and you know there's a there's an information point on the first floor uh, you can go to that information point ask a question and come and speak to our teams perfect great stuff Karen. Kira yourself um, I suppose I'd just like to say to any student out there that's maybe struggling and reluctant to come for help, um, just want to reassure you that, I mean, just in the first semester there, we had 4,000, over 4,000 interactions mm. with students. Um, you know, it's normal what you're feeling. Yeah. Whatever you're feeling yeah. at the minute is a normal response to whatever you're going through. And, um, you know, we are here to help you and support you and um, would really encourage you. Sometimes students, you know, will say, oh, you know, I suppose they feel that they should be able to cope or they feel that if um, school staff are aware that in in some way it's going to be detrimental, you Mm. know, to their progress. And I would really say very strongly that that's just not the case and um, school staff are always just delighted. They're jumping up and down with joy when they know the students are getting the help and support that they need. Um, so please do come and talk to us again just to reinforce that it is confidential and we can get you support outside the university if you would prefer that. Yeah, it's a really good point, Kira. Thank you. Um, Paul, yourself, is yeah. your roles in M-Farm student support? What's your words of wisdom for students? Yeah, I suppose my one piece of advice, Don, would be to reach out early. Don't let things build up. Don't let things snowball. And 
uh, contact uh, the staff within the school so we can give you that academic support and support you from an academic perspective, but also reaching out to student wellbeing for that wellbeing support and to learning development service um, for extra support as well. The earlier you let us know, the earlier we can support you and give you the correct advice, the options that are available yeah. to you and get that support to you as quickly as possible. Yeah, and Paul, just to add to that, the amount of students that have said, you know, just the relief when they've come in and had that initial mm, chat, why yeah, did I not I come, say, yeah. you know, um, three or four months ago? And, you know, it, I know it does take a lot, yeah. um, but just remember there are different ways you can communicate with us. So you, you can come over to drop in if you feel mm. more comfortable with that. Yeah. You can just lift the phone. Um, or you can just email us if you feel that that's the best way to communicate and that is absolutely no problem at all. We can let you know about services. Yeah, and sometimes okay. we'll meet students at Student Support in June or August mm. and they'll maybe tell us about circumstances that they've been experiencing since September mm. and not reached out and not got the support and in hindsight, you know, they realise they, they, they could have or should have. Um, and I know it's not always easy to take that first step, but as you've said, Kira, taking that first step comes with such a, a, a relief as well when you start getting that support so yeah I think early early intervention and, and is I have important. to say as well the school staff here in pharmacy are just fantastic so anytime um, students have come to yeah. us and you know have been a bit worried the school staff have just been so supportive and getting that kind of package of support around students and it's just been great so thanks thank Kira. that's that. great great to hear thank mm -hmm. you and we really appreciate the support of your team and Kieran's team as well it's been phenomenal yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, look, I think what that leaves me to say is to thank Paul, Kieran, and Kira for, for coming along and speaking on the podcast today. There's lots of lots and lots of information in there in terms of all that signposting, Kieran, as you've mentioned. That that's the word that we'll come back to time and time again as we go through these. Um, in addition to what everyone has spoken about in the podcast today, we'll of course provide links to various different websites on the the university website to Kira and Kieran services. Do a few other ones that are related to that as well, so you'll be able to find even more through those websites as well as can't be able to contact Kira and Kieran's teams um, in the ways that they've mentioned during the podcast so finally again thank you to Kieran, to Paul and to Kira for joining us again today in the next podcast in this series we'll hope to drill down into some of the more um, the, the revision points and the, the various different approaches you can use to, to get your revision done um, in a little bit more detail so we're looking forward to uh, seeing you all again then on the podcast but for now take care and we'll see you all soon